Welcome to TechNet Radio. I'm Brian Lewis, and I'm here with Janelle Carruthers. We're both IT evangelists with Microsoft, uh, working in the Developer Evangelism Organization, and today we're going to talk about Azure Site Recovery. Janelle, welcome. Thanks, Brian. Uh, last episode, we talked about you know Azure Recovery and Azure VM Recovery, Azure Backup, but Azure Site Recovery is this totally cool way of getting your on-prem stuff into the cloud, so I'm excited to talk about it today. Excellent. Yeah, Azure Site Recovery is our crown jewel of backup. It's probably the more expensive offering we have in backup, uh, but it also has a very low recovery point objective and recovery time objective. So the amount of data loss is near zero, and the a time to restore is as fast as you go turn it on, really. Right? Wow. So, hey, that beats, that, that, that beats hours of restoration on-prem. Right, so. right. So... So what it's doing is it's backing that data up to Azure, and then you turn on a VM in Azure as opposed to restoring it back down. So you know you're you're at five minutes of re, re, you know restore time as opposed to a uh, a long lengthy copy of the data. And I don't know what um, natural disasters you have out where you are, but I'm in California, and earthquakes are always a big deal. So the idea of being able to quickly recovery, recover something from on-prem when that on-prem might not even exist anymore, being able to spin that up in the cloud pretty quickly, it would be, you know, a lifesaver or a business saver. That's, that's a, a good point, since uh, you are on the coast, and we never know when it's going to slide right into the ocean. Uh, it's the east, east of the San Andreas. It's just going to like sink <laughs> into the ocean. <laughs> All right. Um, can we take a look at the uh, at the little diagram that we have of uh, how Azure Site Recovery works before we move yeah. on? Yeah, great. Talk us through that. So as you can see, Azure Site Recovery here, there's actually several options we have uh, where we will take machines, whether they're VMs uh, from you know on-premises. They could be Hyper-V. They could be VMware. And we'll take those and move that target uh, up to Azure Storage. And we move the whole machine. At the same time we do that, we switch it out. So if it's Hyper-V and it's you know, Gen 2 VMs running VHDX, we convert those to VHDs. If it's VMware you know, on top of a, a VMDK file, we take that and we convert it to a VHD file. And we uh, do all the conversions that need to happen to make it run uh, well in Azure. Um, as well as if it's you know, on local hardware, physical machines, we're going to take that and convert it to run in there as well. So it's really nice from that sense. You can even use it to migrate AWS, Azure, uh, or Amazon uh, uh, VMs to migrate those into Azure. Um, we can even migrate from one Azure region to another Azure, Azure region uh, with little downtime using ASR. So ASR is kind of great for multiple scenarios there. And the way we price it is interesting because ASR is free for the first 31 days. So why is that? So you can use it like as your Ginsu knife for migration because you can just do that in the first 31 days and then not have to pay for the recovery process. Just use it to sort of lift and shift. Yeah, it's our migration tool, definitely. Um, and so if you use it as a migration tool, no charge at all for it. If you're going to continue to use it after 31 days and use it as your backup tool, uh, then we have ASR pricing that applies. Um, best way to, to see what the latest pricing is is really to check the Azure website. Um, that changes a lot. Yeah, so uh, how it works is pretty interesting. We install an agent on the machine itself in the, as a file system driver, and then it takes that data and puts it to a process server. That process server then encrypts it and compresses it and ships it up to a target server up in Azure. That Azure server, as well as the config server, are up there, 
and that saves it down to a VHD file up there that's then ready to be turned on. So it sounds like that process server is actually going to be doing all those little conversion tidbits and things like that that might be required from your, your source, and then just getting that up into the cloud, it's sort of held on to the master target held on to the master target server until it's really needed. Yep, that's exactly it. And the reason it's a separate server, as opposed to doing that stuff on the VMs you're, you're copying data off of, is because that way we are very light on those source servers, and we won't affect performance in any great amount, because it's a very lightweight file system driver that just uh, takes the file changes and sends them over to the process server. The process server does all the work of encrypting and compressing and, and making it small to transfer across the network. That's, that's, pretty, that's pretty cool. Yeah. So that's how it works. Um, and I believe you are going to show us a demo of how to I set this up and make it work. I do have a demo of this, and when we switch over to switch over to the demo, but just a little quick background, you know, it is um, Azure. It's that Azure to Azure, that third scenario. So, um, but doing Azure to Azure actually looks like um, uh, physical to Azure. So it's pretty interesting. So we'll flip over to that demo. In this demo, I'm going to give you a quick tour of Azure Site Recovery. As of this recording, the Site Recovery features are only accessible using the classic Azure website. But in the future, you'll be able to access them using the new portal. You can find Site Recovery under Recovery Services. On the Quick Start page, you can see the variety of support options you can take advantage of and the necessary steps to be successful. Depending on your source environment, different technologies and components are used to recover resources in the cloud. For this example, I'm going to show you the physical server to Azure scenario. However, I'm going to simulate my physical infrastructure using Azure. This isn't supported at this time, but it saves me from having to stack up server hardware in my kitchen for demos. In this recovery type, you can see that I'll need to deploy a configuration server, a master target server, a process server. I'll also need to install an agent on my machines. I'm not using VMware, so I won't need to install a vCenter server. So you understand what I'm going to be protecting. Let's take a quick look at my virtual networks that I've created for my on-prem servers. You can see I have a virtual network with a private address space and two servers, ABC and DEF. You can also see the process server, which is a component of the recovery services that collects data from the individual agents and sends that data to Azure. You'll need to install the process server on your local network. There are a few other important networks involved. My fake on-prem network is located in the West US. For the site recovery service itself, I have that located on a network in the central US. I also have a failover network set up in the same region as the site recovery network, also in central. This would be the destination network for my two servers when failed over. Let's first take a look at the servers that are part of this recovery service. In this case, I have a configuration server, and it's communicating with the process server and the master target server. The master target server is the server that hosts the copies of the disks replicated from my source environment. Under protected items, you can see I have one protection group which contains my two source servers. Here you can see the status of the protection and the estimated recovery point objective based on the replication. When I go deeper into the properties of each server, I can see how many disks are protected, how many consistency points are available, 
and stats for how much chained data is sent from the server. Under Configure, I can adjust the size of the destination VM in Azure, and I can also select which network I want the server to fail over to. In this case, I want my server to fail over to my failover network, but I could also use the same network as my configuration and master target servers. The final configuration needed for this scenario is a recovery plan. It's worth noting that the name of your recovery plan will become the name of the cloud service during failover. So you might want to be a little more creative than my failover. I'm going to select both of my servers to be part of this plan, but you can have multiple plans if necessary. Now within each plan, you can group the servers to ensure that any necessary dependencies are addressed by having the servers recover in a specific order. By default, all of the servers end up in one group, so you can see these two servers underneath group one. However, I can go ahead and add group two and move a server to group two. So I'll have server DEF recover after server ABC. Once the recovery plan is created and configured, it's ready when you need it. Now, if I want to take advantage of this recovery, recovery plan and do a failover, I simply select failover. I'm going to go with the latest recovery point in time. It's going to fail over from my configuration server to Microsoft Azure, and I'm going to go ahead and click go. At any time, I can go check on the status of my job by hitting the Jobs tab. I can check on the details of my failover by drilling down into it, where I can see the different steps and their current state. Okay, we're back after the completion of our failover. You can see that it's successfully completed with green check marks all the way down the bar there. So let's take a look over at the networks again to see that our servers ended up where they are expected to be. My original fake on-prem network with my server ABC DEF and the process server is essentially unchanged. The recovery network where the configuration server and master target server work are also the same. But the failover network that was empty before we started now has copies of server ABC and DEF that have been recovered there successfully. So hopefully this demo is giving you a quick little idea of some of the power of Azure Site Recovery Services. Thanks for watching. Great demo. Thanks, Janelle. Um, that was awesome to see. So in Thank summary, what, let's take a look at the different options we have. We saw what, we, what you just showed us was uh, from Azure Site to Azure Site, well, yeah. I mean, it was actually sort of more like number four because I was kind of faking the physical um, you, to, to kind of show those other components, the process server and the configuration server and things like that. But, um, but it happened to be physically from two Azure sites to each other. So, you know, a little bit of a hack back there, but definitely shows the value of the service. Very cool. So the, the options we have, we can go from Hyper-V to Hyper-V. Uh, we can go, we, even with SAN replication, we can do a, a management of that across and use Azure as the management tool to do an on-premise to on-premise uh, environment, which uh, we didn't talk about uh, much, but that's using System Center. Right. Uh, and then we have the, uh, the stuff that I'm really jazzed about, which is this conversion tool of changing Hyper-V 
to Microsoft Azure or VMware or physical machines to Azure. Um, and, and so, and even doing Azure to Azure. Right. I mean, with the true Azure to Azure, you, you know, probably don't really need um, the, the, the same process server and, the, you know, the exact same kind of magic isn't happening. Um, each one of those options that you presented require, you know, different conversion things to happen or not happen. Uh, so they're all slightly different scenarios, but the end result is the same. And I know the last time we looked at this, you and I were talking to the product group and they had talked about making things even easier for us. And so at some point, they're going to take that, um, the that destination server that we go to and actually make that into a service so that we don't have to set that server up uh, and right. manage that. Exactly. Um, and so this will continue to evolve and change and become easier to set up, uh, which is, is exciting to me because it does take a little bit of work now to set this up. Right. But it still takes less work to set something like this up than to have to, you know, recover things in some of the traditional ways that we've done in the last five, ten years. Right. So Azure Site Recovery, this is our crown jewel. I think um, as we as we get to the end here, um, one of the things that I think is really interesting on Azure Site Recovery is that it is, uh, when we look at different tiers of support, this is a fantastic tier of support. Um, let me switch over to... Uh, a slide that I, I think uh, shows that well, which is when we go to safeguard our apps, you know, we look at our data in different tiers, right? You know, do we really care about that data? That could be tier zero. We don't do any backup. But when it's really something that we want to highly automate and it's really business critical, that's when we put it maybe in tier seven. And Azure Site Recovery is a, a very good option for uh, zero loss or near zero loss, as well as a fast recovery time uh, it is a great tool for that. So it really speaks to the fact that you have to take a look at your data and your applications and decide, you know, how important they are because you can mix and match all of the things that we talked about in this episode and the last episode and decide, you know, this certain subset of data or this application doesn't need to be recovered as quickly, so we're going to take advantage of maybe just Azure Backup or the VM Snapshot, um, the regular VM Backup versus something like this, which is definitely more um, giving you that kind of hot, cold failover. Excellent. Well, there we have it, Azure Site Recovery. Hopefully that uh, was interesting and informative, and you guys are willing to go give it a test drive. Sounds like a plan. Thanks for joining me again today, Brian. Thanks, thanks for having me.